Okay. This is the Visceralist Podcast, episode 51. Clear that hurdle. Yeah. I'm reminded That's of right. of when I turned uh, 31 um, last year, and, or this year, <laughs> let's, let's just say. <laughs> because there's that thing about like, oh, when you're in your 20s, like turning 30 is a big deal. And like, it I is, right? Turning 30 didn't really register with me. It was turning 31 when I finally started feeling like, oh man. Oh. Gotta okay. get. Now I'm like, I'm, now I'm getting near feeling old, like old. Like, you know, <laughs> like you never feel. When you're in your 20s, you just feel kind of young the whole time. You I don't do. know. Is that your experience? Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, uh, wait a second. Every birthday, just mm. closer to 40. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think when I hit 40, I'm, I mean, I don't, I barely celebrate birthdays now. I'm just going to like, I think I'm just going to try to find a way to sleep that whole day of my birthday. <laughs> sleep the whole day? 40 and going forward. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to involve like probably some Advil PM. <laughs> Wake up, go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. So, mm. yeah, that's probably not very healthy, though. Sleeping a full no. day, I can't imagine. I don't think you could do it, but. Oh, don't challenge me. <laughs> I'll challenge you. I think the longest sleep a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't challenge me to like waste some of my life on some stupid nonsense that I just randomly popped in my head just to prove a like, point. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll cut my pinky toe off. Watch. You think I won't do it? Um, but let's get, let's get right into. The classic episode of Visceralist Podcast. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, leave a review on either SoundCloud or iTunes. I understand it helps with the rankings. Um, every uh, iTunes uh, did just unroll some uh, more tools for podcast providers. It gives a little bit more visibility on like who the listeners are and stuff. But they're still very like protective over all that that information. It's weird. Like SoundCloud gives us better feedback and stats and stuff like that but oh it's presumably as steve jobs wanted it so yeah who might have question anyway uh so our first segment <laughs> trifling in nyc uh it's where we just discuss you know sort of unusual incidents two two guys living in the big city we've been here for both been here for a while um i understand you have one why don't if, if listeners, I recommend going back to episode forty-nine, where uh, my partner Jay here had had an amazing trifling in NYC incident. The um, night of joy. The night of joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've heard of the Tower of Joy from Game of Thrones. This is the night of night of joy. Equally as infamous incident in the, the life. Oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> bartender just came to his job just to quit. Oh. That's right. <laughs> why don't you why don't you get it right into yours? Um, um, I think you had a small one. Well, I I guess I could mix together like three small ones. Go for it. They're they're annoying. So the first one has to deal with my building. 
usually it's pretty um pretty quiet like nothing really happens even though there are a lot of people but we've had we've been down to two out of four elevators since i think february or march okay um oh and shit. Still, that's, that's a lot that's a disruption Yo, know, yes um and then recently they finally put up some stuff that like they're gonna be re-outfitting some kind of machinery within all four elevators so these two that are currently out of order are gonna get fixed up for real and then when they're fixed up then the other two are going to be going out of order oh and God. i forget this the sign approximately like i think i said approximately three more months so like what? i guess september this is right this is so the entire says. summer so wait so and you're on a fairly high floor too so it's not like you can just i'm on 17. so yeah so in the summer yeah. you're definitely not going to want to like you know, fuck waiting in line for the elevator. I'm going to go take the stairs up to my place. No, no, no. Yeah, going down is like perfectly fine. It takes me about two minutes to walk down the stairs. I time myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 17 <laughs> stories? That's like, don't you get, especially if, wait, you're doing t 17 stories in two minutes? Approximately two minutes, plus or minus two minutes. Like, Don't you get dizzy? Uh, no, that's if you could try to go too fast and you get dizzy. Well, that's what I'm saying. You must go pretty fast. I don't know. No, no, no. You can do it. If, you, if, I go, if I go slow, I can do it in three minutes. Oh, okay. All right. If I have a little pep in my step, it's like two minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, so, uh, if it's Taco Tuesdays at, at work, <laughs> maybe yeah. go so, down the stairs a little faster. Maybe. So I've just gotten in the habit of like, going down the stairs now. Right. It's annoying, especially during during certain times of the day. I know I'm I'm it's not worth it to wait for that elevator. Like in the evening from like five to seven and in the morning from like seven thirty to nine. Right? I'm just going down the stairs. So there is actually a wait for the elevator? Like is there a line or, or you just have to press the button yeah. and then you gotta so, wait so a long time? Yeah, so I wait a long time upstairs, but if I'm downstairs and I have to go up, man, it starts, the lobby starts filling up. So recently, I think maybe two days ago, the, uh, one, of the, one of the two operating ones stopped working. So now there's like one oh, elevator for no. two days. For the, no. <laughs> for, the, for the weekend, there's been one elevator working. That's when you got to like see if you can renegotiate your lease. Yeah, we've got all types of stuff going on. There's all types of complaints happening. It's this big petition. I gotta fill out some forms. Oh, like, not a form. <laughs> people aren't. Or did you say it. forms plural? Uh plural. They oh want me to do. My I filled out one already. We got we got like state senators involved. Are people, you serious? People are going in. Yeah. People aren't having it. People are fed up in the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is nuts. I haven't anymore. I mean, it's been a long time. And like, honestly, there are a lot of older people here. So sometimes mm -hmm. I feel bad waiting for the elevator. Like I get annoyed at some of these people when I get on the elevator mm -hmm. downstairs and they, mm -hmm. and they get off at a floor that's like four or below. Five is, like, floor. Yeah. five is like the tipping point. I was like, fifth floor, maybe. But like there was some teenager that got off on the fourth yep. floor, like squeezed, squeezed into the elevator and then got off on the fourth oh floor. Everybody Lord. just like rolled their eyes when she got off. They're like, someone come on. Put, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying someone should have just pushed her off, <laughs> spat on her. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that should have happened. 
Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so I've been walking up the stairs recently, too. That is actually tiring. You're, you're walking up 17 floors? I walked up today. Would it, would it, do you think it would be helpful if you say you walked to, like, the third floor and then caught the elevator there to go up the rest of the way? No, I, I think I would have to walk to, like, 10 and then catch the elevator. Because it would still be too crowded if you get on at 3? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. And some people are talking about some top secret way. They, like, go up. <laughs> they can, like... I was, uh, I was listening. Wait, is can, there a secret can, elevator? Oh, man. This there's is not gonna... a secret elevator, but you can cross on the roof. Well, how does that help? I don't know. So I guess if you go, right, so they, I have, it's three towers here, right? I'm in the okay. middle tower, and all the towers are connected. Um, so there's a connectedness right. through the through the parking garage in the basement, I could go in technically to the lobby area in every building. Right. So I guess somehow if I get into one of these other side buildings, you can go up, get onto the roof, like walk across and then come down and in. That's what somebody said they did. So you and would take like, the other I towers. Like, that sounds like a lot of work. You know, I, as I said uh, before we started, I was been, I was watching Adventures Age of Ultron earlier. I mean, that that sounds like some shit out of that movie. <laughs> One lady said she had to do it because of the firefighters. There were some firefighters here like a couple of weeks ago, and elevators were disabled again. And like, shit gets the elevators are problematic in the building, basically. Good Lord, yeah. I mean, having even like four functioning elevators, I could see. They're being, I mean, that. well, that seems like about about the right number for a residence. That's, you know. Yeah, so then I was doing the math, right? So there's 23 floors, 23 floors here, right? And okay. there's three, six, 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 four. So there's 16, if every, if every floor has the same layout as mine, 16 right. units on each floor. And okay. I guess it was like average two people, right? Right. Maybe. At least like an average of two people in a okay. view, probably. Yeah, that seems fine. Okay, so 30, say 30 people per floor? 30 people per floor. And then we've got like, what, what did I say, 23 floors total? Yeah, so that's like 600,000 people, I think, <laughs> per tower. Trying to, yeah, trying to use one elevator. <laughs> that is like, that is like Ultron, all of Ultron's robots at the end of the movie trying to crawl up. <laughs> Of yeah. that building and take care, take over the city. Wow, that's that's rough. Yeah, so that's that's been annoying. And I actually like now I don't feel bad, but I just feel bad for like the older people around. Like, oh, damn. of course, yeah. And now they got to wait downstairs, and then some people forget their manners when they're downstairs. You know, they see people waiting, and then they just come in and fucking burst to the front and hop in the elevator. No. Some They're people say something from... like, no, people say stuff after they've done it, but I know somebody, there's going to be somebody that's going to say something right to their face. Well, you know, it's funny. We had our, our zombie escape plan segment last episode and, you know, it's it, we're sort of investigating like how quickly society can devolve when there's a zombie outbreak, but it seems like yeah. it doesn't even... <laughs> Like, what it would take for us to get to, like, Mad Max world is, I mean, if it's already get, getting that kind of crummy, 
to a, only one elevator. <laughs> like, right, we got one elevator. Oh it's summertime. God. It's about to be hot every day. It's about to be hot. Oh. The power might go out at some point. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> it's gonna be a fight in the lobby. Yeah, you better get you better get that baseball bat <laughs> that we were talking about at Zombie Escape Plan. Oh yeah, that tennis racket ain't gonna do it. Yeah, right. I still need some kind of like blunt striking object. <laughs> I gotta find something. That's the, you know, hockey I was stick. thinking a hockey stick. Hockey stick might be, it seems a little too, too unwieldy. It's too awkward. Yeah, it's too yeah. Baseball bat's kind of perfect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, after our, like, going over the zombie escape plan, I was like, should I get a baseball bat? Just for, like, general, kind <laughs> of have around, just general security in the apartment. <laughs> I mean,. You know, there's never been any dangerous incident. Um, there was that one drunk pr- drunk girl who tried to climb up my fire escape right. one time. Um, you could have pushed her away with the with the baseball bat. That's not even. I feel like having a baseball bat and just kind of having it behind your back, like just kind of like yo, and just as long as people see it, see you holding it <laughs> and holding it the right way at the right end of the bat. To do. <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> um, okay. So, what, so was that one of yours? Do you have other? That was one of them. And then another one today. Like I don't know. I was out. I finished watching the World Cup. Um, I watched oh, some nice. World Cup. Nice. And then I went and I got a beer. And while I was there, you know, I was like, let me get a beer. And I'm gonna go home. And then I saw someone order a drink at this bar that I go to in my neighborhood and she walked outside uh-huh. into a car with the uh-huh. glass. <laughs> I was a like, glass hey, of beer? That's interesting. No, no, no. It looked like a margarita. Um, she walked outside past the like outdoor seating area to a car that was double parked um, <laughs> and gave it to the driver. And then... <laughs> 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 and then came back in, got another one, and then was just drinking it. And they were just sitting in the car drinking margaritas. So, <laughs> so wait, so they were both sitting in the car drinking margaritas? The car was double parked, by the way. But why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. At first, I was like, oh, maybe she's just holding the drink because that woman came, the other woman came back in and went to the bathroom. I was like, all right, I guess that is like makes more sense you know i'm not just gonna sit in my car behind the driver's you know behind the steering wheel and have a drink um right and then (laughs) but she came out of the bathroom picked up another margarita and went out and sat in the passenger seat and two of them were just chilling in the car double parked drinking margaritas so what Okay. Well, you sound you know, very confused well, right now. I am. I am. My first thought, though, is like, why didn't she get two margaritas at the same time and bring them both out at the same time? Maybe because she knew she had to go to the bathroom and her friend would be impatient if she. Didn't yeah, come, you, you know, because uh, then your friend's holding a drink, holding two drinks, can't really enjoy the one. Okay, so that's just exactly. Okay. Was it the bar crowded? Were there no seats at the bar? No, was the there air was conditioning space. broken at the bar. No, they didn't, it didn't look like they had the air conditioning on in the car. The windows were down. I think what? the car was off. It was hot today, I, too. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was strange. It was weird. It was like, everything it's about so it was weird. weird. 
So did they bring the glasses back when they were done before they See, left? See, I, I don't know. I noticed, I looked up again and like a little bit later after I, then I felt like they saw me looking at them and I was like, mm. oh, I don't, want, I don't want any of this. And I had to look away for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you said you didn't want any of this or like you, that was you pretending to be them noticing you no, that you that, that was me being like oh i think they saw me looking at them yeah I'm you just like away for a while. classic new york <laughs> i'm just minding my own business i didn't see anything right <laughs> <laughs> and then so then the next time i looked the car was gone i don't know if they came back and drop off the glasses they must or have not, taken the they must have taken them then but the car was gone. Yeah, it's an interesting place. We'll we'll have to go one time. I'll have to take you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. It sounds like some good good material to be to be created there. Oh Content yeah. Content creation. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was that was it. That was my last one. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. What are they doing? I mean, I do kind of like the idea. I have toyed with the idea of just taking pint glasses from bars just to have, just to build right. up my stock of glasses at home, um, okay. which is certainly uh, unethical. Um, yeah. No, I do I do feel like – so, and this ties into my, my trifling in NYC story because I just had like – I forget what day it was, like a week or so ago, but I was like – I was just kind of having a rough day, and I was like, let me just go stop at, at one of my neighborhood bars where they know me, and I can just, keep, just chat with some of the regulars, have a drink. And then, like, it turned out, like, I was getting, like, this is one of the worst nights I've had in the Lower East Side. Not, actually, that's a, that's too far of an exaggeration, because I've had some terrible nights. But <laughs> this was just, it was just, I would say, disappointing, because oh. none of my regular bartenders were there. And then I was being like harassed by these weirdos at the bar, <laughs> like sitting at the bar. Like the first place I went. What do, you, what do you mean? So first place I went, we were, um, I think we were watching, uh, oh, it was Yankees uh, Nationals game. That's right. Okay. So this was, I guess this was last week. And I was just trying to like, like, I kind of like, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to get into baseball and it's, it's really hard because it's a terrible sport that's really boring and slow and but you know this Aaron Judge guy is kind of interesting so and basketball's over so I yeah I got nothing I got nothing until like Wimbledon happens in a couple weeks Um, that's true Wimbledon's coming or although the World World Cup I guess but you know because of the time difference like everything's over at like by like three or five or whatever but Anyway, so I'm just trying to like just chill, just chat, and then this dude is there sitting next to me, and you, you could see he's on his own and wanted to chat. Like you know that type. Oh yeah, I I try hard to look straight forward, not make eye contact. I was looking, I was looking at the game pretty hard, looking at my phone pretty hard, but he wasn't having it. <laughs> He was like, yo. He broke through all your defenses. Like, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he was like, yo, you excited for the World Cup? Which, <laughs> this is like a couple days before the World Cup started. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't really have a team I'm rooting for. He's like, yo, no, I'm from Cali, man. My uh, my family is uh, like a Mexican-American. Um, really looking forward to Mexico being in the World Cup. 
I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of that's pretty cool. Like, I don't know that much about them. Are they good? And he's like, are they good? And then he got all mad oh, at me. Like he was offended. Because I didn't know that. I guess they got it pretty far last World Cup. Yeah, I think they made it to the elimination round. I guess. So right? then he's like, he's then he's like, so what do you do, man? And I'm like, <laughs> you said it that way and with that tone. No, I mean not not that aggressive. No, it that was, was aggressive. So what do you do, man? Like who are you? Change the subject. Like he was like, I think it was more just like he was grasping at any sort of conversation he could have with me that that I might seem interested in, so we could actually like he really wanted a conversation. Okay. And I, so it was like, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know, like I, with my job, like it's, it always leads to more follow up questions that are, you know, I don't really, if I don't unless want to talk to you, I move, definitely right? don't want to get, get into like my new show of what I do. Cause it's sort of unusual. And like, so I knew that was coming. So I just like, I actually just made up a job. I made up a different company. <laughs> I love it when you start making <laughs> What story was it this time? I just that said I was a... story was my favorite, by the oh, way. That barbershop, yeah, I had to tell him about my dad being yeah. Muslim. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I had to keep making stuff up. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. No. This was sort of like this, except I was just like, yeah, I work in finance. To- just totally not what I do. That's all you said? I work in finance? Yeah, I was like, I work in, fi- I kind of was like, I work in finance and, you know, it's just crazy these days. And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, oh, I work in, I work in real estate. In the- like, I guess he had just moved to New York and he just got his real estate license. So oh, okay. all he right. just got a job. So maybe he was just trying to like pump me up because he did wind up giving me his real estate card. Except it was, ah. he was new to the company, so it was one of those cards that he actually had to write in his name and yeah, phone number. Yeah, had like the company's name on there, and then exactly. he had to say exactly. Richard Jones or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I was like, no, I'm pretty good in my apartment. I'm not really looking. He's like, well, you 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 must know somebody though, right? And I'm like, oh, God. And yeah, so oh, I'm like, man. I'm like, he succeeded in getting me into this fucking conversation, and I'm like. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll take it. So I did take it. I was like, yeah, if I think of anything. And then he's like, yeah. So, so where do you work? What company do you work? I take for? his card at all. What's that? You, you, you were saying no, just to even accepting a card. Well, no, I said no to needing an apartment or wanting to look. But then he gave me the card. I, no, I did. I took the card. Okay. But then he started asking me more questions about. He's like pressing me on where I work, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, now I'm gonna have to start making stuff up about financial industry." <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I really want to keep making things. Yeah, up. so I was like, I literally, I like, I, I, I felt kind of bad because I was like, I did the whole like, oh, just got a text. I gotta call somebody. I gotta call somebody right now. Oh. And I just left, and I'd pay cash for my drink, so I, I literally just bounced. I was like, drink was like half empty half full <laughs> so so because i couldn't do i honestly couldn't deal with this guy i was like i think and i think i might have even been listening to music on my iphone while like before he started talking to me like it really Damn. was sending all the signals that don't talk to me i just want to chill so anyway mm. i walk a few blocks away i go to a different bar where 
again, I don't know the bartenders, and I have a feeling, like this is one of my go-to bars that you and I have been to many times. I won't say the name because I, I do want to like I, I'm still pretty good there, so and I want to keep it that way. But uh, you and I have watched many uh, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball games. I'll just say that. Um, so, but my usual bartender wasn't there. And so I, and I don't think they recognize me. So I think they did the whole thing. Like, you, I don't know if you've seen this where like they'll charge you maybe a dollar more for a beer than it should be. What? You ever like, I, I like you like, cause, cause there's some drinks that like, I think I got like a, like a Tecate like a can okay. of beer and he's, he's like, okay, yeah, $7. And I'm like, what? No, this is $5 here. Or like five dollars during happy uh-huh. hour. I think six dollars for normal. It's like seven dollars. Yeah. Like, well, what the fuck is this? So anyway, that that upset me. And I was just man, this is bullshit. I mean, I paid it. Like, hey, like, goddamn, seven dollars, eight dollars with tip for a Tecate. These things are three dollars down at one six nine bar. So that, so I was just hmm. grumpy, just generally grumpy, and so I, 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 I didn't even like the Yankees game was on there. Didn't even finish it didn't even finish the game or that beer okay no i finished the beer because no one was bothering yeah. me <laughs> but then, and then just, i was and then like just left but then, yeah but then i left and i was like okay there's i know there's one more bar that's going to be showing this yankees game and so i go, so i actually i went to the first bar because i i the first bar that i was at is my preferred one of my preferred places so i was like okay it's been enough time that dude probably left maybe i can go in and just chill, and he won't be there. So I go and I take a look. I don't see him. I don't see him <laughs> where he's sitting. in the sitting. window. <laughs> I was I was peeking through the window, and I didn't see him. But then the the problem was all the seats at the bar were taken, and it was like all mm. crowded all of a sudden. So I was like, damn. So luckily, there's a bar right next to this one, or or a couple doors down. So I take a look in there, and there's only one guy at the bar, one or two people at the bar, and plenty of open seats. So I go in. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just finish this Yankees game, and then I'll go home. And I go there. I sit okay. down, order my drink, look to my left. Sure enough, it's that same motherfucker. <laughs> it's the same fucking dude. Same real estate guy. Real estate dude. I'm trying to real estate conversation, dude. So he's there. I look over. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Or Holy karma. Holy shit. <laughs> so, so I look and like I don't know if like it was it was awkward because I think he did see me walk in <laughs> when I looked over at him. Like I think he I think he then realized what had happened. And that there was no text message, uh... no because this was maybe only 20 minutes later, 20 or 30 minutes. Ooh, and, like so, and so he luckily, <laughs> luckily for me, he um, he didn't even he, like so. So I'm sitting. So say I'm sitting at the bar facing the bar. He's maybe four seats to my left down at the bar. So a reasonable oh, yeah. distance. But I look over. I recognize him just from his like side profile. And he didn't look to me at all. Like, he didn't look to the right, which indicates to me that he must have seen me because again he's on his own and clearly probably still looking for combo i don't know if i don't know if he got kicked out of the first bar or what or he just like i don't know what happened but like one enough prospects in the fam i guess yeah exactly and then he he was basically almost done with his drink so he quickly finished his drink and he just left we didn't say anything and then i think yeah. i and then i was like 
but then there was basically like no one at the bar <laughs> so it's like this but yeah this is i don't know so the overall just the night the vibe was just crummy generally crummy. <laughs> Which, it sounds crummy. You know, you can't. They can't all be like amazing, fun adventures. Like, get the hot chicks number. Have <laughs> like a clown comes in and like starts trouble, gets beat up, and you're just watching. Like, can't all be like crazy all, all nights like that, right? Um, but so yeah, you just got to be some crummy nights, I guess. So. It's fine. Wow. I like that he ran back into that guy. <laughs> I know. I wish you would have had a conversation with him. <laughs> that would have been even better. I'm sure he would have been like, "Yeah, so so what? Uh, what company was it you said you worked for?" <laughs> like, God damn, then I gotta be like, yeah, um, it's uh, Golden Sachs. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. He was like, and he was, the main reason. I, okay, I left this part out. The main reason I. I got a weird vibe from him is because he said he was from California and then he's like, yeah, like I, I'm debating whether or not to get a car here. Like the parking situation is the city is crazy. I'm like, yeah, there's no need to. And he's like, yeah, like I, I don't, I, I never dealt with parking before. And I'm like, wait a minute. You said you're from California. Well, what do you mean you never dealt with parking? And he's like, oh no, no. Like, um, like I had a car in California. Like then I don't know. I feel like what? I sort of caught him in a lie that he then tried to cover up because like he forgot that he had said he was from California earlier. And I'm like That's everyone in California, famously everyone in California needs to have a car, and right. clearly needs to know how to park. But he's like, no, nah, I never had to learn how to park. I don't know. Like that, maybe, you know, maybe like parallel parking is what he's talking about. He didn't say anything. Yeah, like that's maybe what he meant. But then it seemed more like he was referring to having to pay for a parking space in the city. Like, uh, if you have to store your car somewhere, like, if you use it right. regularly. Or maybe so, just having to, to deal with the daily stress of trying to find a spot. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, it anyway. It doesn't sound like he recovered that well from the questioning. No, he, he didn't. And again, like, see, if I'm, if I'm questioning people, then, then I'm in the conversation. Like, I'm in it. And that's not right, where I want to right, be. Right. I want to be out of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> trying to extract myself. <laughs> like they try to Lord extract the, that uh, that casket with the vision in, a, in Age of Ultra from the from the truck, and they had to get it in the wow. plane. Yeah, that's what they're trying to have. Some. I wish the Avengers had come and saved me from that conversation. I really do, because that's what <laughs> it's really it would take. Superpowered gods from Norway. <laughs> You got yourself out of it if, with your made-up phone call. <laughs> I got, I gotta take this, man. Your phone's not yeah. ringing. Yeah, but it's going to. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I just got a text saying someone that's gonna call me in thirty seconds. So. Wait, that's not a. Th wait, they. T I'm sorry. No, hold on. Stop. No, hold on. Stop. Stop. Don't leave yet. I want to get clarity on this. You got a text from someone just now saying that they're going to call you in 30 seconds? Is that what you just said to me? Uh, yes. Yes, that's what's happening. <sighs> I got, I got, all right, I got to go. Bye. Yeah. God. <sighs> that's pretty right. good. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's move on to uh, uh, our, our newly popular Had That Been Me segment. 
we were going to do this in the oh, 50th yeah. episode extravaganza. We didn't get to it. Um, but I do want to finish out um, in this segment. We, we discuss uh, various uh, scenes from uh, popular or just TV shows and movies that we like. Um, we've done uh, a number of, of different like themes. We had a, a Spielberg movie. Set, uh, version of uh, the Had That Been Me segment where we talked about Jurassic Park and, and all that so you can find those in the, the earlier episodes but for this one we're going to do The Wire um, greatest TV series of all time uh, we did a couple scenes maybe four or five episodes ago but now wanted to do to finish that up by doing some scenes from season one and season two I, I, two specific scenes one from each season and so let's get, just get right into it. So the season one scene that I chose, oh, excuse me, is when uh, towards the end, it's when D'Angelo has been arrested for transporting drugs in the car. Um, he is confronted by or he takes a meeting with uh, the, the his uh, his gang, the D'Angelo Barksdale, the, the Barksdale gang's lawyer, Maurice Levy. Yeah. And the lieutenant of the organization, Stringer Bell, uh, played by Idris Elba. Idris Elba also in Avengers Age of Ultron, briefly. Um, and then the Thor's dream sequence. Anyway. Um, but basically, the crux of the scene is the lawyer and Stringer are trying to get D'Angelo to basically work out a deal. I forget the specifics, but essentially... They're like, okay, you were caught with this package, but don't worry, we'll get, we got you. We're just gonna need you to do X, Y, Z, say X, Y, Z, and we'll we'll ride this out. But but don't, obviously, don't snitch or anything. And D'Angelo, right, what's that? Uh, yeah, don't snitch. Don't go rocking any boats. You know. Just... Yeah, don't. Make, yeah, that's probably better. Like, don't make any waves. Just we got this. But at this point, D'Angelo has been told by McNulty a few scenes earlier that Wallace was shot and killed. Right. Wallace uh, played by uh, one of Michael B. Jordan's earliest roles. He's shot and killed um, on the orders of Stringer Bell. And McNulty has just confronted him with this. I believe he showed him some photos of Wallace all shot up. And so D'Angelo is really upset about this because he had sort of looked, uh, looked to him as sort of a protege, sort of looking out for Wallace. Um, and he's really upset and he though he doesn't really say it outright in the back of his mind he's like i know that stringer did this so he's like he famously says where's wallace string where's wallace right yeah it's a good scene it's a good scene so i want you to first put yourself now there's three three perspective characters that we could choose here. Like, and I tried to think. Of, I was trying to think of which is the more interesting. Like, whose perspective is potentially the more the most interesting? I guess D'Angelo's is because yeah. he has the most the most weight on his shoulders in this scene, right? So, I guess the question is the overall question is: Do you, if you're facing massive jail time and the f- gang family lawyer is there and he has a game plan for you that will get you basically say like get you out or maybe just a couple years and then probation or or whatever versus 
just completely abandoning everything because you're so upset with the family and you're like, no, I'll, I'll get a public defender because of my, my principles, basically. That's the question. Mm-hmm. So what would you do? Um, <sighs> that's a tricky one. At that point, I think I would, if I was thinking how D'Angelo was thinking, D'Angelo's I was going been my in, own, now, he's been point, in he the, he's, now he let me give you just a, with him. He wasn't happy. Let me give you a couple more pieces of backstory on D'Angelo that might, might influence you. A, he's already shot and killed someone himself. Uh, in the pilot, in the first episode, he's on trial for that. He gets off. Maury Levy gets him off for that charge. So he's killed someone. Wait, which, and, which woman? He killed a woman, right? Uh, he, yeah, they only like talk about it in the trial. But yes, basically someone ran up on him while he was guarding. Like he, There was some, some transaction. I think a security guard ran up on him. Yeah, and he shot him. Like out of panic. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what he's on yeah. trial for, and Levy, same lawyer, gets him off for that. So consider that's point A. Point B, he's been in the drug game basically his his entire life. Right. But presumably, this shit wouldn't be. And that he's either. Avon's nephew, right? He's the yes, he's the gang leader's nephew. Right. So factoring all that in. Are you making the same decision? So he does make the, the decision of fuck the family. I'm sick of all this. He's, uh, yeah, he's had enough, defender. man. He's had enough. The wall is killing. Put him over the edge. So what are you, what are you doing? He was already there. Um, I think I'm doing what D'Angelo does, man. I'm going yeah. along with, with, with his idea. At, at that point, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it's tricky um but he was already mad he was already like mcnulty was very clever he just gave him that final push but he was already like wanted to go against them mm, you think he already kind of had been showing signs that he wanted to get out of it yes he definitely wanted to get out and you would be that that sick like but I, I don't know. I don't think he was thinking sh- straight at the same time. Like, yeah, you, but he has to know that the reach that these guys have, right? Right. At the, that the risk that he was taking, they're like, no. Even, like, just saying, no, I want my public defender. But he went even beyond that was, and didn't he basically was like, yeah, I'm telling. If they ask me the right question, he's like, Ooh. I'm not lying. Right? Wasn't he like, I'm telling? If they ask me about it, I'm telling them. He's like, he didn't say that he's going to bring up something, but if they ask him about something, he wasn't going to lie about it anymore. About I anything, right? Didn't he say something like that. that? I do vaguely remember that. I'm not I'm not 100% sure that he said that, but I think from Stringer and Levy's point of view, that's clearly a huge going to be the huge concern. Right. If they start that, asking him questions about other stuff, what's he going to say? Especially like, okay, this is what he, he he's all about making big moral stands now, right? Okay, right. well, that's probably going to include telling the truth going forward. Now, <laughs> yeah. if, if I, so if I was, so here's my, my read on this. Like if I was, so, okay, so you're saying you're going to do the same thing. You're going to. I was, I was thinking that, but then, then I'm like, well, if I really. When did when did McDonald's say that to him? Like right before so he, he saw he them. Said, so in the context of the that episode, 
I believe McDulty basically said it to him maybe like 30 minutes before Bell and Levy even got there because he sh- he's in that room, like the like the questioning room. Yeah. McNulty shows him the photos of Wallace in that room, then leaves. Then a little while later, Stringer and Levy come in. Yeah, I, I think if he had more time to think about it, he would have just gone along with their plan and he would have played the long game, you know, then, then right. come out and oh. then done something about it. Ooh, the long game. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so he, he gets off, but then he settles the score with Stringer on his own. Because he knows Stringer right. did – oh, oh that's, a good, that's a good point, actually. But, because yeah, you know, he was he, he was riding yeah he was just riding his emotions at that point right because presumably he could get in you know D, uh, Avon's ear I mean he was a, that was the thing is like Barksdale was such a tragic or D'Angelo was such a cra- tragic character because he was really clearly very intelligent he saw the big picture about the drug game he was in he saw when he took. Like he took his girlfriend to that fancy restaurant. Like, right. you know, he was he was a little uncertain, but she sort of encouraged him, and she she made a good point. She's like, you know, you got the money to be here, so you're you're good here. Like, stop worrying. Um. So okay, so so go along. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, if he he was smart, so he maybe if he had some time to think about it. But I I believe that after that, so I think that scene ends with. Stringer getting pissed off and saying basically like fuck you you're on you are on your own now and right. then him and Levy leave and I, I believe like I shit I should look into this but I know Avon ends the season like Avon's arrested at the end of the season because he's in jail for most of or all of season two um but anyway if it had that been me trademark uh and I was in D'Angelo's shoes. Uh, uh, for me, it's not even a matter of like playing a long game to get back at him, although I might consider it. It's more like, this sucks, I am angry, but this is what I, it, like, this has been my whole life. Like, like, I've, like he, I've been to jail before over killing someone over some drug business shit. I know Stringer, he, I can, I know, known him for years, he's clearly good at his job. It sucks that he killed one of my friends in the game, but this is the game, mm. you know. So I feel like had that been me, I'm I'm going along <clears throat> with the program, and okay. I don't even think I, I would I would even try to then try to get even with Stringer. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him that much anymore, and I wouldn't want to associate myself with him. Like it's a pretty big organization, so I feel like D'Angelo could, if he want kept himself separate from whatever Stringer was doing to a degree. So I wouldn't want to work with Stringer, but yeah, I don't want to do like, like taking a moral, like principled stand at that point. I'm not, I'm not in a, my life hasn't been about morals and principles, like in any traditional sense and killing a young kid. Like I doubt that's even the first young kid he's seen murdered in the, in the, the the not the towers what is the, the other area called the, yeah, he was in the low rises the low rises yeah um and yeah he was my little protege that i was trying to train and i could see that he was smart smart enough to get out maybe but 
know, it's that's one of those things. Like, it sucks. Like, how many of those terrible, like, traumatic experiences, like seeing a murdered friend, do you go through in that life? Like, probably a lot of them, and they probably all suck. And I don't know if you see there's no real way out of it. I don't see how going to jail for 20 years. I don't know. Maybe he see like he felt he deserved the 20 year sentence. I don't oh, know. P- punishing himself. He was like, I, mean, yeah, I, did this. It up. Like, I deserve this. Yeah. That could have been it. Huh. I just know for me, 20 year jail sentence. I don't know. I mean, and also like, he killed somebody for no good reason because he panicked. In the first episode, he killed someone because of pa- he panicked. Like at least when Stringer yeah. killed Wallace, there was a reason. Yeah. To, to stop him from snitching. Right. Like you just killed some. Um, you just killed a security guard doing their job because you just panicked and you didn't know how to hold a gun or what to do with a gun. Like fuck. You know what? Fuck D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it comes to now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, you you were in this. You got Levy off a fucking first degree. Me, Levy got you off a fir- first degree murder beef. That you uh-huh. know Stringer, Stringer was. And Stringer came to your trial. Famously, like he. That's when he met McNulty. Like he was drawing that picture of him and everything. Like Stringer came right. to you. You know, see, this is turn. I'm turning this around in my head because that. I think Stringer right, and Levy. That's why Stringer be, was so mad. You know, he's like everything we done for you. We got you Basically. off of fucking first degree murder beef. And like we had to do this to protect and we did that to protect you, protect the family. We found out that Wallace was going to be snitching. And what do you, like, how would you respond to that? Wallace snitching like to, like, yeah, he should have put it like, what would you have done? Wallace could bring down the entire operation. Mm. You know? He could have convinced you that Stringer's the good guy now. You haven't convinced me he's the good guy, but I do. <laughs> like, I see more Stringer's side being why he exploded when D'Angelo was like, no, fuck that. Who the fuck yeah. is Wallace? It's like, yeah. you know what? Fuck you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I hadn't considered, like, that's, it is interesting because the way that the, the, the scene is presented like Levy and Stringer are, are presented in that scene as basically being pure evil. Right. But you, you know, you make a good point. Yeah. His anger is pretty justified. Like, like, are you like, dude, like I've been dealing with you in the drug game at a very high level for fucking years. What the fuck are you doing? That's <laughs> yeah, probably what he was thinking. Basically. And it's like, what are you doing? You knew, you know, you knew what it was. You've seen other people go through this situation. Right. Like, what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what are you doing right now? Yeah, like what point? Like, but I mean, to your point, like, yeah. So this is like thirty minutes after he just saw photos of Wallace shot. So he's probably going crazy. Yeah, in that little room. Yeah. Mm. But. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough one. Um, it is tough. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, even even overall. I think he, he would have to think about it. But McNulty, yeah, McNulty over there pushing people to the edge. <laughs> yeah. 
instigator, man. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it worked, I guess. Yeah. Well, kind of, I guess. I mean, kind of, like they right. did wind up getting Avon, although I think yeah. it was on some completely. I forget. I really should have looked up what they actually busted Avon. I don't for. remember if it was for anything that D'Angelo gave was them. Some, was it? No, it was some tangential like thing. Like because if you recall, oh, now I remember. So D'Angelo's mom came in to talk to him and this is yeah this was one of the a great scene too because you see like how like like um what's the word i'm looking like like vicious and like cutthroat his mom was brianna barksdale because right. she goes in and she's like when right before d'angelo is about to flip she's like you know she convinces him to not flip basically and just eat the right. charge um of the the transporting drugs in the in the trunk of the car and that was like a stopgap effort, I guess, that, that Stringer kind of set up um, or Avon set up. But, man, like, man, can you imagine like a mother? Like, God, I mean, I don't know how realistic that 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 is, but like a mother convincing her son to eat a 20 year sentence to protect the overall crime family. Well, Yeesh. yeah, she's protecting her brother. She's protecting every their lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I could. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Like, I that would be kind of vicious. But I think she was also like to protect the crime family, but also to protect him because she knew that he would get killed, basically. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, look, man, don't be a dumbass. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're mad right now. You're saying all this stuff like this is your family. But also, you keep talking, you're going to wind up dead, which he did end up yeah. dead. But, like, I think that was part of her motivation behind it, too. Like, she, she I mean, she knows her brother. She knows, she knows the organization. Yeah. She knows what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, and that's, dang, that's something I hadn't picked up on. But, yeah, like, to, this again, the scene is presented to make her look kind of pretty evil in that she's just like shut your mouth because i like being rich basically and i like our family being rich and eat right. for the better but yeah that that is a point i hadn't considered is like she knows if he starts talking stringer's gonna like you can get you can get you can get d'angelo wherever he is like yeah. clearly stringer's that well connected i mean he made it happen in season two uh, so it is a good way of protecting him, in a, uh, still an unfortunate way. Although she, I don't know if Avon had been arrested at this point. I don't think so, and he certainly hadn't I don't been think so either. But you know, they, he will, D'Angelo eventually wound up in the same prison as Avon, and so he was under his protection. So, in theory, there was no danger. In theory, right. Um. But. In reality. Yeah. And then uh, tying back to all of our segments, he wound up in The Walking Dead. Oh, zombie segment, zombie escape plan. <laughs> he he uh, famous, also famously had a scene where he was screaming something. I believe the scene where his character dies in The Walking Dead, he's screaming, tainted meat. I don't know if you saw that. He's like, tainted meat. Oh, he he's was. Like, tainted meat. Yeah. Because those guys... <laughs> cut off his 
god damn they cut off like his calf he cut off his leg below the knee and we're eating it in front of him but then yeah. he shows them the zombie bite and he's laughing and he's like you're all fucked because you ate zombie meat I'm going to turn into a zombie soon. You didn't realize that. And he yells tainted meat over and over. Yeah, that was gruesome. But was that like a fact that if you, so if you eat the zombie meat, what happens to you? You I turn think, into a zombie or you just yeah, like get violently ill? Or? I think the rules were unclear at that point, but I believe those people did eventually did wind up turning into zombies. I, 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 I check in and check out of the walking dead every now and then. So I, I don't, I'm not, qualified to really speak on it but yeah i haven't watched in a while but i think that was the last season i watched all the way through right um yeah that's interesting but he did say that yeah d'angelo tainted meat (laughs) (laughs) i love that like this is such a the tv slash movie slash script writing thing but like where it's like you do a scene like that where it, it ends and it ends I believe with an overhead shot of him like like Shat like Shatner in the the Wrath Star Trek the Wrath of Khan where he's like a character scream like looking up so it's an overhead shot of them looking up and screaming something profound which is not yeah. how anybody has ever talked in real life or ever dealt with that it seems like in real life he would have just been like. <laughs> he like fuck you guys you didn't realize that i've been bitten by a zombie and you're all fucked like i i feel like that's how someone would really address it especially if their fucking legs cut off actually if if i just find out my legs cut off i'm probably more like fuck 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 but what's it i think I, he was like losing a little bit already right he was yeah Definitely. he was already yeah because he i think he knew they were going to do that and then they then they knocked him out cut off his leg he woke up He's like, yep, well, that's cannibals for you. Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, but yeah, but just yelling tainted meat, like, that's so, that's pretty weird. I guess it's just weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird, but he had, he right. had to do, it was classic though. But it was just like, <laughs> yes, tainted meat. <laughs> Oh, screaming uh, stuff, yeah. Well, that's zombie so apocalypse, I'm sure there's a lot of screaming that goes on. But I'm going to save the, the next Had That Been Me from The Wire for, for next maybe next episode because I, I do like dragging this out. And actually, I could, we could <laughs> do like a whole I podcast like about The Wire. <laughs> and I want to get to some <laughs> other topics too. So, But uh, this is a good transition to another HBO show called Succession. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Which we can just touch on briefly. Um so this one uh two episodes have aired i think the third episode airs tonight maybe as we're recording right now um but uh it's uh my interest in this is because it's written by someone who wrote on a british tv comedy called the thick of it um, okay hbo show called veep um yeah that is by the same creators as the thick of it creators um uh, the Veep is basically an American version of, of The Thick of It. It's very similar thematically um, and then in the writing. But so Succession is by one of the creators of The Thick of It. And this is like his uh, HBO prestige hour-long drama, I guess you could call it. It's sort of, a, I guess my, one of the questions is, do you view this as a drama, straight drama or dramedy? Um... Drama, drama. 
I'm giving it a straight drama right now, even though Baby Culkin is bringing a lot of comedy, <laughs> and that and that Baby and that Greg and that Greg kid, like he's kind of painful to watch. Sometimes. Yeah, like oof. I was like, how is he really going to be on the show for a long time? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean he's painful to watch? Like he's so fucking awkward, and like, what is he doing? I hit those weird conversations with his mom. Like, I'm trying to get some advice, mom. <laughs> I don't know what he's like. What is his deal? He's he's just so random. Somebody's gonna end up using him, and then is he gonna like turn and like use them back? I don't know what he's gonna do, but well, yeah. So Greg is an interesting character because I think he's. I I could be wrong. This this might make me sound like a kind of bad, but I do think he's sort of written to be sort of on the spectrum i, I think. don't know so there's that that's my my first read on it but i'm not secondly, even sure how old he's supposed to be yeah that's like a good 25 point. like mid-20s well, he, or like he, early 20s or? in the first episode he gets fired from a job as being like one of those big people in a cartoon character suit at a theme park um yeah so i would guess mid to late 20s but he's connected to that the billionaire patriarch of this family uh, that, that owns a media conglomerate. And, right. But he does something pretty sly, which is to sort of negotiate. Like when he's in the car with the, with the patriarch dude, Logan, uh, he tries to negotiate getting a position as like running the theme park or something. So there was a turn that he did that was seemed sort of clever. So I'm like, okay, maybe he's not um like asperger's um yeah but nobody knows if he he's not sure if he agreed and there's no witnesses there's no nothing right yeah um i do like baby culkin as well um yeah he's kind of like a like just general fuck boy um it was funny i was texting with someone about a who's also watching the show, a buddy of mine, and he's like, I was like, man, yeah, that, that baby Culkin is like, kind of like a fuckboy jackass. And he's like, oh, and my buddy's like, oh, that must be why you like him. Oh. <laughs> or like, that must be why you identify with him. I was like, first of all, Burn. I identify with the main, the main son more. Actually, I think this is more like, <laughs> like what I said about those, t- the two characters in Atlanta, Earn versus Darius, where like, or I feel like, I aspire to be someone like Darius, but I think I am more like an ass, like Ern's asshole-ish side. You think I'm Ern? <laughs> like, I think, with, like, same with, like, Succession. I aspire to be the main son, Kendall, but I think probably more like Baby Culkin, Roman. Roman, uh, Yeah. But I don't know. That's, that's a simplistic read. But I don't know. Like, what overall, what's your take on the show? Are you going to stick with it? Yeah, I think so. The second episode wasn't as good as the first, but right. um, we'll see what happens with the third, because then he'll he's back, you know, like fully fully active, and I know he's gonna be good. He's gonna have some good quotables. I know that for sure. Logan, like this, this old man Logan gonna be <laughs> <laughs> giving hot fire insults to everybody. I know it. But, <laughs> <laughs> dishing out those, those oh it's great yeah oh and then oh and i'm ready for that guy being like daddy's gone like you let's let the the wolf in the kitchen 
I fucked up that phrase, but whatever I, you know. Yeah, okay, hold on, hold on. Take a break. Take a breath. <laughs> I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking? Who are you talking about? The the guy that they they uh what's it called? Volt Volter or whatever it is that they they took over the guy that online yeah. the online media place. Right. When he was like, you just let the what what goes into a chicken coop? Foxes? Fox. Hounds? No, foxes. Fox. The fox and the chicken coop. Yeah. Yeah, did he say you set the fox because... in the in the chicken coop and daddy's not around to protect you or something? Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I, yeah, I will say, and this is sort of, like, Kendall is definitely on the receiving end of yes. a, lot of, a lot of fucking yeah. verbal abuse. Exactly. In two episodes, that's like, man, that's why he became addicted to drugs. Oh, he does yeah, this like, but... Damn, this guy's catching it from, he's catching it from a guy whose company he just bought. So, like, mm-hmm. he's catching it from his dad. He's catching it from his ex-wife who's throwing in, like, little subtle little subs at him, like, about the new guy that she's with. Uh, he's he's yeah. crying. And he's, he's in the bathroom screaming into a towel. Like, like, I, like I'm really – I really am hoping that there's going to be some scene where Kendall, like, sort of turns into, like, like what's – like, turns into, like, hulks out on some um, – everybody, actually – and I like just know. just gets to roasting everybody give like finally get their come up and I don't know you don't think you don't fun. think that's going to happen I, maybe at the very end i mean his dad was even like hmm, i see your decision you made he's like i came to the, i came to lunch to my grandpa to my dad's birthday lunch he's like the deal's not done like, yeah yeah, his own, his dad roasts him for coming to his birthday instead of finalizing yeah. a deal. Oh my god! Exactly. That's why I'm so ready for him to be out of that coma and just come. You just want him to like throw out these crazy roast insults. everybody because yeah, he's already doing it. I guess well, it's I will mainly say, against it's mainly against Kendall though, like and Greg. I guess he's just like looking at Greg, like who is this? Greg? Yeah, he's about to. It feels like he's about to unload on Greg, but he doesn't like he gets stopped because he doesn't really know. Like Greg <laughs> yeah. will about to say something weird that'll totally throw him off. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, he just looks over at him like like he's about to be like I wouldn't I wouldn't piss on you if you were allergic to piss. So, something crazy. <laughs> now that is now I bring that up. That is actually a quote from the thick of it, um, and you've reminded me that there's so one of the best things about the thick of it is there's this one character in it called Malcolm Tucker, who is yeah. a, who just dishing out like like Logan, just dish his only like one of the main things he does and what makes the show so funny is that he just unloads the most creative insults on everybody else oh. in the show, and there are some of the most delightful innovative insults i've ever heard in any context in my life tv show real life it's amazing and so it is good like i'm glad to see that this writer is also is still like prioritizing getting no, okay. really good insults <laughs> prioritizing insults yes excellent <laughs> um yeah because and it is funny when kendall tried to like like when he bought that dude's company and he's like what does he say? Like, if I like, he came up with something kind of corny, which is like, I'm, it's like I'm gonna be like the dude is like, you just let the fox in the hen house, and he's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna be fucking you in the ass whenever I want. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was it, yeah, it was all like like these childish things. I was like, man, yeah. what is this guy talking about? Yeah, it was pretty I, basic. 
candle candle was not coming through. Yeah, that guy. Well, that guy was like giving it to him. Bruce Banner in the in a, in a Age, Avengers: Age of Ultron. I feel like he's going to come in at the, end, at the end, and he's just going to. I mean, I actually didn't I see the end so. of Age of Ultron because we had to start. I doing hope this so one. for his sake that like I don't know. There's only two ways that could go right for Kendall right now. It either goes like real dark and depressing, or he triumphs. There's no in. There's no in between for Kendall right now. At this that point, yeah, I see. He's like, pretty over leveraged, just in terms of like <laughs> emotional equity and like financial deals he's made. Like he's got to make this work. And yeah, I could see that if he's got the history of like having to go to rehab for drug abuse issues. Like yeah, like they could. He could snap. Certainly. Yeah. The others, so, I don't know. The, the sister seems like she might end up on top. Oh, I hate her. I hate that sister. Oh, <laughs> she's, she's so, annoying. Oh, she's so just 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 a wrench in the in the the gearbox or whatever. It's like someone like just like opening up a like a car chassis and just like pouring like baby oil all over it and and then just, I don't know trying to like just putting a like a whole rotisserie chicken just in a car engine just wow just waiting for you to turn it on. Oh, she's awful. A rotisserie chicken in a car engine. <laughs> What would happen? Chicken just burn? I think the chicken would just burn. It would probably be fine. The baby oil would be a concern, but um, <laughs> it, the car would probably function fine. You'd, it would just smell bad. Um, so let's see. What am I curious? I'm curious to see who. Do they all have the same mother or not? I couldn't tell. I think there's, so there's that older son, the older dude who's dating the young woman. Right. So that's one. I think that's you think you think she has a different, a different mom. Yes. Just and then he's, the woman he's with older. now is not their mom. Not anyone's Correct. mom. Correct. Right. Because she's like looks like of perhaps Middle Eastern descent. Yeah. So, but she's not like a young like hoochie mama or anything. Like she's clearly no, seems like she's right. been with Logan for a while. Yeah. Okay, so he has at least okay. So this, I'm curious to see that that right. ex-wife come in, and then I'm curious about this whole brother situation. He was like, "I'll give my brother anything he asks for, anything he wants. He just has to ask me. Oh, he that's has to right. ask me." Yeah, and then then Greg was just looking confused, like, "Uh, <laughs> right, right, yeah," because Greg is closer to. Logan's yeah, that's brother. his right. That's Greg. Both of them are his brother is Greg's is Greg's grandfather. Right. Yeah. But they had some kind of falling out. Like, yeah, that was actually a great line. Um or, or a great story move when he's like, Yeah, my brother can get anything he wants. He just has to ask me for it. Like, ooh. Right. Damn. Like I wanna see I wanna see that come into play. I'm, yeah, I'm like really that's anticipating that one. About yeah. that relationship. That's that's some really good screenwriting, I gotta say. Tip my hat to that one. Right. And that's when Greg's offer of like, he's like, what if I can get my grandpa off of the that's board? That's right. And then that's he just right. looked at him like, hmm, hmm, I could be interested in that. Yeah. So that, and that was, that's, I guess that's what struck me as weird because like, that's a pretty savvy move on Greg's part. Whereas in every other aspect of his, this 
day and a half that we've seen Greg, he's acted like a complete <laughs> nincompoop. Yes. <laughs> Yo, his story was so terrible. So Hitchhiker just started smoking a joint in my car. What? Oh yeah, when he's what like, are you talking lying about? To his mom about trying trying to get more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like this. See, I picked up this Hitchhiker because I see I'm just trying to be nice, more nice to people these days. And like, so he. But then I ran out of gas. But then he didn't have any. Um, but then this truck of uh, oh, this truck full of these really racist guys, um, just came like I think they were KKK, and so they were being mean to me, and yeah, like <laughs> it was a terrible. It was ridiculous. Lie. I loved how his mom just shut it down. She's like, "Stop lying, Greg. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> shut your ass up." Yeah. Oh, yeah, Greg. Yeah, he he stresses me out in every scene he's in. I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't really like. No. I don't think I really want to deal with him that much. It's like I'm either laughing hysterically or I'm stressed out. Man, when he squeezed his ass into that back seat with Logan and, and his wife, I was, yeah. like, I was laughing at that. But then, that was like it's yeah. See, so I, awkward. I wasn't even laughing at that. I was like, "Damn, Logan's gonna like have you killed for this." <laughs> Exactly. He's so oblivious. He's yeah, but he's just it's like wonderful. Oblivious. I could see like even if he does have try to have him killed, that hitman like feeling sorry for him and being like, you know what, just just go away. No, it'd be like motherfucker Mr. Magoo. He would like walk walk <laughs> over some piece of wood and flip up, hit the hitman in the face, and like he wouldn't even know that the guy's trying to kill him. It's oh, just... it's great. That hitman's gonna get Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Greg's just going to turn around really quick and his backpack's going to fly into the hitman's face and somehow, like, strangle, just, just strangle to death. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Greg Magoo. That's pretty good. Oh, man, yeah. But I'm going to keep watching for sure. Yeah, keep watching this. I gotta finish Westworld. I haven't watched it in like two or three episodes. So I gotta get back on it. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with that. Um, so <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, our Damn. last segment. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the NBA season is over. Uh, as as is usually the case during the summers, like all eyes are on uh, the best basketball player the world has ever seen, um, <laughs> Kyle Korver. Nope. Nope. Oh, uh, but his teammate LeBron James, uh, LeBron, yeah. as typical fashion, kept pretty quiet on what his plans for next season will be. He is in position to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers if he opts into his contract uh, and earn thirty-five million dollars next season. Not too bad for nine months' work playing a, a no, children's not game. Bad at all. Um, or he can play for literally any of the 29 other teams that he chooses. I can't imagine yeah. there's any team that would turn him away. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? If you have to pick, I'm going to make you na- narrow it down to two teams that you think you okay. might go to. That's all you have to pick from. You Are you settled? Two, two, two of the 30 teams where he'll be playing uh in the for the 2018-2019 season and why you think that 
Uh, the two most uh, likely. I really don't know. Like nothing. All the teams have been mentioned. None of them like really make sense to me. Um, the Lakers don't make sense. Right. Um, the Why Rockets. Not? The Lakers. I don't think he wants to play with all those young guys. I mean, the Lakers. Yeah, I don't think he wants to play with all those young guys and like right. have to deal with that headache, of like coaching them up and bringing them along. Oh yeah. And and it it also depends like what his goal is. Like if he wants to win championship, that's not the team to go to. Right. Yeah. Like. Um... If he, yeah, two if he's leaders just of the team, rings. The right. two leaders of the Lakers currently are, I think, I guess you'd say Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, but both of whom are like, like under the age of twenty-three. Um, right. They might both be under the age of twenty-two, actually. Um, so yeah, very young, very young team, young coach as well. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I think that option is out. It's, if he's just chasing rings, then. I don't know. I guess Houston. I don't think Houston has had enough money. Yes, Houston will have a lot of issues if they re-sign. Well, Chris Paul, first of all, is, I believe, free agent or is eligible yeah. for extension. I think that was what they said their, their first priority was, was Chris Paul. Okay, so first back. priority, Chris Paul. Then that means LeBron might not be able to make the max there. Mm. Right, and then, then it's like I don't know where else he goes. He goes to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, maybe. Okay, that's a reasonable option, I guess. Um, but that that team's not going to do that much, even with him. They still need they need a shooter. They need some shooters. Um, and I don't know how, like Joel Embiid's personality. I don't know how well it's going to mix the two of them. Okay. So you think not, not the Lakers, not the Rockets, not Philly. So where you got to pick, pick two or one. <sighs> he might just stay. So you think stay with the let's, Cleveland Cavaliers? Let's say he stays and then he remakes his roster the way he wants it again. Um, even though that hasn't worked out for him this past year he had two different rosters the way he wanted and neither one worked yeah yeah this season that is interesting he did have it seems like two sort of completely different rosters and um, neither one worked out for him since they they got rid of four players at at the trade deadline picked up four new ones right mm, you know who is the finals. i don't know if they have the money but and I know that like this Kawhi Leonard stuff has thrown a real monkey wrench into the program, but that would have been a good match. The Spurs would have been a really good match for him for his right. skill set. Um, so, yeah. So if you had to pick one, you think you think staying with Cleveland Cavaliers is most likely, or or I'm going to say I'm throwing Spurs. I'm saying okay. the Cavs are the Spurs. Cavs are the Spurs. And okay, given that with the Spurs, what, I guess secondary question: Do you think Kawhi Leonard will stay? I don't know. I haven't actually like read read up on anything. I've just like seen a bunch of headlines and 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 I, I don't know. It seems so fucked up the whole situation. Um, I saw somewhere 
just a headline that they, if they do release him and let him go or trade him, Popovich, I don't know if that's a true quote, was like, no, he's not going to any team on the Western Conference. Right. Um, yeah, which I agree with. As a strategy for... Yeah. Yeah, it's... He's, you know, Kawhi Leonard, probably one of the top five players currently in the league, assuming he's healthy, but, you know, he's had a year and a half to recuperate. Yeah, it uh, seems like he's been out forever. Did he play this year? No. He did, right? Oh, for no, little, he did. For a little bit? I, I think he... But he only played probably not more than 10 games the entire season. Yeah. So, health issues still possibly an issue um but if he's there and yeah and that that team will be very good Kawhi Leonard and LeBron um and LaMarcus I don't know. yeah LaMarcus still been good I don't know where else he would go to be successful like right and it's not like yeah it's it's I don't know it's not easy put just bringing in a player like that to any, to any team you know like he's he is very skilled one of the best players to ever play but it's you know it's still a whole new team whole new system and you right. incorporate him this is, and that's you know always a difficult now was that transition. lebron you're referring to just then when you said one of the best players to ever play i did say that huh huh okay well that's interesting you don't think he's one of the best players ever played? We're talking about LeBron? <sighs> LeBron James, yeah. No, I said up top, the best player. <laughs> so you qualify it by saying one of the best. That's that's maybe what I'm taking issue with here. Oh, if, okay, okay, okay. Got you, I got you, got you. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't do this to myself, but, like, if you go... It is. It baffles me that people are, find ways to twist themselves enough to critique LeBron, um, uh, because I feel like that is what's required to do in order to try to make any sort of coherent point that that critiques LeBron is fine. Saying he's the best of all time, yes, I that's a little hyperbole on my part, and I'm sort of doing it for comedic effect as well. But I I do believe it. <laughs> It is all the thing is determining the greatest basketball player is going to inherently boil down to opinion. Yeah. There's no factual basis on which you could do it. So yeah, I'm content to say he's the best to ever play basketball. And that, and that's fine. That's fine. I you know what uh, I didn't like? I didn't like that business where he came out talking about his hand was broken. <laughs> I did not like that. What did you not like? Why didn't what was what was your issue with that? Uh, I don't know. He's just coming up with excuses for for like. I guess uh, it seemed like he's given a reason why he played poorly or why they lost. Right. When it didn't matter if his hands broken or not, they were getting beat in that series. Right. After they lost that first, like that was their chance. That when they lost that first game, they right. was like, all right, now they're definitely losing the series. If they completely different story if they pull that win off in game one, mm-hmm. but they didn't, and then then all of a sudden. He has he has a broken hand. There hasn't been a whisper about this broken hand for the entire series. Then he comes out with a cast, looks like a cast on, <laughs> talking about my hand's been broken. Like, what? What? Uh, Where did that, that come from? That was even though he's story. got like media around him for like sixteen hours a day. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like that, that, mm. 
That's a good point. It is unusual that a story that big of like, you know, the the or probably the best player in the series uh essentially broke his hand after game 1 by punching yeah. a whiteboard out of anger. That's pretty huge news, and I'm surprised that they were able to keep it under wraps for an additional, like, say, week, mean, week and a half. This guy, remember, Amari broke his hand. He punched that fire extinguisher. Well, that was in a hallway where there yeah, would have been true. That was in around, hallway. J.R. Smith threw soup at a coach. They found out about it. Yeah, that's true, and they, they actually found out <laughs> a specific type of soup. Too, I, I believe it was yeah. kind of chowder. So, what are you suggesting then that that may have been made up? Is I, I I don't. You know, I don't know if he made it up or not. Like maybe he he's exaggerated the injury, but a a broken hand you can't do much. Like I I think he would have seen the effects of the broken hand in his play and on the court well, when it didn't really look like it. I don't know. In retrospect, because when I was watching particularly games three and four, he was missing some passes like pretty surprisingly and pretty widely. Like like my inclination was to blame it on the players he was passing to because yeah. he is has a reputation justified of being an excellent passer. Yes, he is an like, excellent passer. Yes. So he there were some passes, like key passes for key points that went so wide and just went out of bounds. Like he passed out of bounds. That So that was weird to me. I was like, but it does make sense in retrospect that, yeah, okay, if his primary hand is injured substantially, that fits. Okay, so why why bring it up at all then now? Why bring it up now? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, presumably if you didn't have to wear a cast during the last three games, you'd Probably you probably didn't need to wear it at the fi- final press conference. That, right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like excuse making, which is not great coming from someone like him, team leader. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I don't have an answer. It's that it that one like doesn't look great. Because I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan, but that when he did that, I'm like, come on, man, you just like. Giving more fuel to all these people that uh, all the yeah. haters basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just oh, something yeah, else they can put on there. People in my as I scroll through my my text message log, I I see from one guy in particular, he knows who he is, who repeatedly called LeBron a bitch. I mean, he's been recalling LeBron a bitch for the past several years, uh, but he's he particularly harped on. Um, and I'm looking at it right now. He says punching a defenseless wall. That's a bitch move. Now, to describe a, a, a wall as defenseless is a little odd. Also, it wasn't a wall. It was a whiteboard. It's different. Mm-hmm. Different, things. different words for different things, my friend. Uh, text message. But uh, <laughs> in any case, yeah, it's it's him punching the wall out of anger. Uh, that's, that's pretty unprofessional. <laughs> Great. I don't know if he. The, I'm now curious, like, is he if he's done that new, like other times in the past, and he hasn't hurt his hand because that seems like a fucking terrible idea for uh, an athlete whose sport is largely dependent on being able to move your your hand around as painlessly as possible. But yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. let me let me just put in my my two thoughts. Yeah, it, it is. It probably is unfair of me to like be like just just pick two teams. So, apologies for that. But uh, no, it's okay. Uh, 
I do think I think the most likely God, this is a hard one to like. Okay, fine. If I have to pick, I'd say he stays with Cleveland, and they pick up uh, another superstar. Saves Cleveland picks up a superstar somehow, maybe with the draft pick yeah. or somehow maybe through like collusion or paying the other team a couple mm, mil off okay. a low so, off the books or something, but somehow they get another superstar and LeBron signs another one in one deal. Okay. And the only superstars that I can think of off top, like off the top of my head are DeMarcus cousins who will be available. Uh, and, and I think he could, they could sign him outright. They wouldn't have to trade uh, or Damian Lillard. I think is another huh. potential, and I'd rather. I think I'd rather have. Now, see that even this is tough. Like, w- which one would I rather have then? Because I don't think they can get both in Cleveland. Because uh, their luxury uh, tax yeah. bill is in, inside. I don't think so. I was looking at their luxury tax bill for next season is already going to be like a hundred million dollars, and that's like a wow. hundred million that on top of the salary that the owner has to pay. Uh, and is then distributed to the rest of the, the, the teams in the league. Um, but yeah, I don't see why on earth he would stay unless they get a superstar, because they will be in for the same thing next season. Yeah, the exact same thing. They have pretty much the same team, except maybe not even ma- making the finals. Because like, why bother? Exactly. Why bother? So we can go there, get swept get, the fuck up, get swept again. Cause that, um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't even watch. I, I watched the first it. quarter of Game Four. Shit was... I didn't watch any of it. Uh, if I had to pick an alternate from the Cavs, I I'm gonna have to lean towards Lakers. Even even agreeing with your sentiment about you know if they're not gonna like if ideally he would win a champion like go to a champion a team that's a champion contender next season which the lakers even with him are not but if the lakers do get Kawhi and him i then think that they are at least a western conference finals participant contender okay now my other problem with the lakers is i don't think he wants to deal with all the other stuff Daddy, he wants to deal with LeVar. First, he wants to deal with LeVar. He wants to deal with the foolishness happening between Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo every day. (laughs) He wants to to deal with that business. I forgot about Kuzma. He he wants that headache. He he already got to deal with JR and his nonsense. (laughs) And now he's like actually going to have to deal with like teenagers, like kids. That foolishness is pretty pretty substantial yes the lavar thing well here's the thing if you if the lakers get rid of lonzo then that pretty much goes okay away. Th- that's true that's true and i could see lonzo being involved in a trade for Kawhi. no they're not taking lonzo they already got a lonzo like player that can't shoot kyle anderson uh really yeah Is he like rookie, kyle anderson's rookie better rookie? no he's maybe his second or third year last year okay but yeah, I, I, I could. Here's the reason I say that is because I think you're 100 percent right. Le, LeBron doesn't want to deal with Levar at all. Yeah. And so I could see, and the, if the Lakers are given a choice, LeBron, get LeBron, and you have to also get rid of Lonzo. They will say, "Good day to you, Lonzo and Levar. 
Uh, <laughs> may, you always, may you always be forgotten. Uh, yeah. And send them uh, on their way. Uh, that's, okay. That's that's clear. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tricky. I think I would bet that LeBron is probably already making deals with players at this point um, because it seems like that's worked for him, going talking to players, working things out, and then approaching a team. They like they might have a whole trade scenario worked out that they then present to a team's GM and wow. like, do this. And GM can be like, well, okay. Like, I think yeah. that that yeah. might be how he operates, but... He probably does. You know what? He, he probably does to come with this whole proposal. Because, <laughs> like... I mean, he has people in his camp who can do all the same, you know, like working out the money and trade exceptions and all this. He has people that can do that. Yeah. Just as well as any GM team can do, you know. It's, so that's not an issue. It's just, you know... I don't know. All right. Stop okay. talking shit about LeBron up. People out there, you know who you are. They can't help it. Or come on the show. Come on the show and defend your, your critiques of LeBron. That I, You have an open invitation. That's right. Come on. <laughs> oh, I want to say this guy's name. Just put him out there. But I won't. I'll handle it. We'll handle it, we'll handle it like Matt over it's text skip, message. It's Skip Bayless. Skip and texting. Skip. Oh, Skip wishes he had my number, please. <laughs> As if, what is that guy, like 65 years old? Huh. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he needs to take a nap. That's an oatmeal. <laughs> That's why he's on so early in the morning. That Skip needs to have a nap and then call his nephew to, to set up the TV for him and then have another nap. So... <sighs> Um, okay, well, we can wrap it up on that note on the Skip Bayless slander. Uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, let me think. I don't know. I guess I'm cheering for Mexico, right? Who are we cheering for Cubs? since yeah, USA is not in it? I think Mexico. Sounds good. Why not? Let's do it. All right. Vamos Mexico. Um, I had to turn my air conditioning off in order to do this because it's really loud and it's got yeah, really hot in my, my room. Fan off. I'm so, starting to get hot too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to sweat. I'd really need to turn it off, and I really want some ice cream. So on that oh, note, this was right. podcast. <laughs> Benny Jerry's cooking cream. It's fabulous. Uh, this was podcast. We out. <laughs>